Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos For here come the dreamers Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets Butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos Let us get to it and do it upright Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. Coração americano, acordei de um sonho estranho, um gosto vidro e corte, um sabor de chocolate. Welcome back, everyone, for our second exploration of the music of Milton Nascimento with my very special guest, Bertram Lehman, who is an ethnomusicologist, a Brazilian music expert, a percussionist, a drummer extraordinaire. I'm here in his studio in Boston at Berklee College of Music. Welcome back, Bertram. My pleasure, as always. As we explore now the breadth, the largura, I believe is the, is the Portuguese word, the breadth of Milton Nascimento. In show one, we talked about the bridges that he built and crossed with the music of Mina, where he was raised, and all the influences. And now we're jumping to show two about Milton, where we're talking about how the, his music touched the nations. Yes, that's correct. And, and in fact, uh, this, just this little snippet of a song we just heard, which was called San Vicente, uh, was actually dedicated to the original uh, first Portuguese set- settlement in Brazil, but actually, uh, in this case, refers to the entire Americas. It's really a, a Pan-American ode um, and um, something that he pursued um, very much in his music. 
Yes, he really was kind of a musician for the world in a sense, and, and again, building those bridges yes, and touching and so many people. Um, can you set up where we go from here? Well, yes, we'll jump right into what is one of the tunes that really, or the recordings that made him uh, really uh, famous, uh, especially in the United States. Uh, we mentioned already in the last show the, uh, the record Native Dancer by um, um, Wayne Shorter. And um, that recording featured people such as Herbie Hancock, for instance, uh, playing. And uh, it became, in a certain way, you can really hear when you hear that song, it's almost like a like a like a like a call, like a, a calling. You know, like a, mm -hmm. like so like I mean, it's it's just uh, incredibly uh, captivating. And that that piece um, appeared in 1975, and. Um, they, uh, this, these lyrics actually revolve about the image of the train line, which is an important thing in, in Milton's output. Um, and the, 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 this, this vocal line actually is supposed to echo the shrillness of the train with whistle. Um, uh, Fernando Brandt's uh, nostalgic lyrics, they kind of, uh, they sketch the demise of an old train line that was uh, basically um, uh, uh, taken out of service by the government. And, uh, and this, the lyrics go, Ponte Diarrhea, the end of the line be between Bahia and Minas. The rails were ordered, torn up, taken away. And the old engineer with his cap remembers greeting happy people every day. Um, this became really like a, a big success that was uh, followed the one that, that we talked about earlier called Milagro Species. And uh, it, it created his international breakthrough in, in joint uh, effort with Wayne Shorter. Movement, travel, trains, Wayne Shorter. Let's yes. hear this piece. Yes. 
train whistly sound in his in his yes, mind and I'm hearing that absolutely in the drums the idea of clacking on the train tracks yes, wow yes, well, where yeah. do we where do we where do you take us next well we're gonna go somewhere completely different this is a song called Beju Partido Broken Heart um, this was uh, composed actually by Tonino Horta one of these uh, members of the of the Club de Esquina formation which I mentioned this is actually sort of an old samba canção a slow samba in style, incredible high degree of vocal expressiveness, harking back to the 50s crooner style, kind of like Frank Sinatra, for so instance. So Milton's going to croon, huh? Yes, and but much more angular melodically and very modernist sense of harmony, which is, that's the contribution of particularly Tonino Horta. Um, and it was actually, Tonino Horta was reasonably heartbroken, that's sort of where that came uh, from. Originally the song had no lyrics. Uh, until uh, one day they sat down and, and penned them. And um, this is actually sung by Nan, Nana Kaimi, who is the daughter of Dorival Kaimi, uh, one of the most famous uh, singers from Bahia and an important figure in Brazilian music as well. She recorded it uh, first. Um, and um, uh, this, this song in, in Donino sort of left really like a a particular mark of beauty on all of Milton's music. This is an important thing to understand. It's not just all about one person or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Brazilian music, the musicians themselves have this incredible reference for what each other contributes. Whether somebody's more of a singer, many people can do everything, but they really have respect for people's gifts. And in the case of Tonino Horta, who actually was just at Berkeley last fall, invited for a concert and, and residency, um, he is generally acknowledged as being sort of the most influential uh, sort of conceptualist from a harmonic sense uh, in, 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 in music from that era and continues to be. The lyrics of this Broken Heart song go, you know, I don't have faith in this madness of mine and I say I don't like someone who ruins me in pieces and God only knows about you and I don't deserve a broken kiss. Wow, let's
marvelous uh, heritage to be able to draw on so many different musicians and influences to produce that kind of music. Bertram, it's yes, stunning. And, and uh, we're going to close out the segment with another very unusual kind of a song called Leila, uh, Venia Ser Feliz also called. Um, by the way, these two recordings, uh, the previous one too, were from a record called Minas, which was followed, followed the next year by one called Gerais, meaning Minas Gerais, mm-hmm. <laughs> combining... This is sep- the region Milton grew up yes, in. Yes, it's a state, um, um, 1975 and 76. And this is kind of interesting. It actually features, it's a drum solo with vocal vocalese at the same time. It features the f- very famous Brazilian drummer Edson Machado, who one of the, was one of the hallmarks of uh, the Bossa Nova era. He played with Jobim, but also had what we call uh, very high powered samba jazz or hard bossa ensembles and you can hear him soloing behind um, uh, this music which was written for Milton's muse at the time Leila Genese. It's just vocalese and um, basically Milton uh, you know uh, uh, sort of it's a drum and vocal duo. Well let's literally. get as much of it in as we can in this segment.
to take a short break. We're here exploring the music of Milton Nascimento and the breadth of his uh, influence in the world. And we'll be back with more of that in just a few moments. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and we are exploring the breadth of the music of Milton Nascimento that came out of his region, Minas, and touched the entire world. We did another show with Bertram Lehman earlier this season where he introduced us to Milton, and now we're back with Bertram in his studio in Boston and carrying on the exploration. Yes, and we're carrying on with another example of the what you call Milton's phase of Latin Americanization, uh, where he really tries to uh, connect to the, at that time, uh, um, developing movement of the Nueva Cancion, uh, foremost um, um, project projected by, for instance, Cuban musicians such as Silvio Rodriguez or Pablo Milanes, but also Chilean musicians. And in this particular case, this is a song by the Chilean uh, composer Vileta Parra. Um, Chile also suffered his own dictatorship in the 60s. Um, and uh, in this case, actually, he shares and he invited Mercedes Sosa, the most famous voice of Argentine folk music, uh, along with the Chilean uh, Grupo Agua for this song, which is called Volver a los 17, To Be 17 Again. Mm. And this is from the 76 record uh, Gerais. And the song talks about wanting to return to the lost innocent of childhood or youth after a long life and mustering the transformative power of love to invert the curse of time moving forward. But alas, it doesn't seem for, uh, able, uh, it doesn't seem possible anymore to do that, coming from adult lives and tangerments. Mm. So the first stanza goes, to return to be 17 after having lived a century is like deciphering signs without being wise, return to again be fragile like a second, return to feel profound like a child in front of God. That's how I feel in this teeming instant. Uh, so this is Volver a las Diecisete. And this is a Milton composition? Uh, no, this is a song by Vileta Parra, this Chilean uh, uh, composer, who also wrote a very much more famous song called Gracias a la Vida. Which well, obviously Mercedes Soso is singing it in Spanish. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, where's the Milton connection again for me? Help me. The, the, the Milton connection is that he, in a sense of pan-Latin American sentiment, sort of musically also tried to incorporate 
the material, especially of this Nueva Cancion. Into his own in, music. Into his so own this music. is an influence. And he's well, and he's singing very well in Spanish. And actually, you can hear the on first, this recording. The beginning is just Mercedes singing, and then he takes it over, and then they they harmonize together. And you can see how his particular sort of, uh, in this case, really femininely tuned voice mm-hmm. sort of really is a wonderful match. Resonates with hers. Uh, yeah, resonates wonderful. with hers. A mashup. A mashup. Let's in, hear it. Volver a los diecisiete después de vivir un siglo. Es como descifrar signos sin ser sabio competente, volver a ser de repente tan frágil como un segundo, volver a sentir profundo como un niño frente a Dios. Eso es lo que siento yo en este instante fecundo. Se va enredando, enredando Como en el muro la hiedra Y va brotando, brotando Como el musguito en la piedra Como el musguito en la piedra Ay, sí, sí, sí Me paso retrocedido Cuando el de ustedes avanza El arco de las alianzas ha penetrado en mi nido con todo su colorido. Se ha paseado por mis venas y hasta la dura cadena con que nos ata el destino. Es como un diamante fino que alumbra mi alma serena. Si va redando. Como en el muro la hiedra Y va brotando, brotando Como el mosquito en la piedra Como el mosquito en la piedra Y sí, sí, sí Lo que puede el sentimiento No lo ha podido el saber Ni el más claro proceder Ni el más ancho pensamiento Todo lo cambia al momento, cual mago condescendiente Nos aleja dulcemente de rencores y violencias Solo el amor con su ciencia nos vuelve tan inocentes Se va enredando, va enredando como en el muro la hiedra Brotando, brotando Como el mosquito en la piedra Como el mosquito en la piedra Ay, sí, sí, sí Well, equally interesting is the next uh, selection in its on its own terms. Actually, it's uh, something that is taken from a Misa dos Quilombos, a mass for the Quilombo. Quilombo were colonies established by runaway slaves. And actually, starting in the 70s, in a lot of um, uh, Latin American countries, people wrote masses based on f- indigenous folk styles uh, that exist. Also, actually, Mercedes Sosa had one of those. Um, and um, so he wrote this. This is a a piece composed, uh, a folk mass, as you could call it, for Easter, and uh, is composed on p- a paraliturgical text by the Archbishop Bishop Don Pedro G. Uh, Casaldalia of San Felice de Arugia, which is a 
uh, as a city in Bahia. And um, it celebrates the death and resurrection of black people of Brazil and in the death and resurrection of Christ. And it's also a tribute to one of those, the, the leader of these Quilombos called Zumbi, also called the Black Moses mm. in Brazil, leader of Palmares. Palmares was the one of the, the ma mo most, most famous uh, Quilombo in Brazil. So it really is sort of a high point of Afro-Americanism in Milton's production of repertoire. Uh, and it really strikes an incredible balance between folk, art, and sacred music. This particular track is very percussively driven. It's just wordless vocal, and it is uh, based on uh, Afro-Brazilian candomblé instrumentation and practices using uh, Afro-Brazilian drums called atabaques and, and uh, bells called agogo, which are modeled on Nigerian bells. And so it also features some of the leading Afro-folkloric uh, percussionists at the time, Uh, led by his own drummer, Milton's own drummer for many years, Robertino Silva. Um, so it's not an official Catholic service. It is actually banned in the church for a while, mm -hmm. but it really uh, successfully realized the folk mass and, um, and, uh, and was actually uh, really famous in Brazil Uh, uh, so as, here we have result. Milton again, who just doesn't know which pocket to stay in because he's yeah. jumping all over. Now he's it, writing a mass folk mask and using Afro Afro Brazilian elements, Afro -Brazilian and, elements. Uh, and and it's you know it shows this sort of synergy. He just won't stay in his own lane. No, What's up he, with you know, that? He never he never he never does. <laughs> he didn't have a lane. And and it really shows the synergy though between you know the the, the ceremonial religious aspects coming from the African culture. And then how they use the the story of the death and resurrection of Jesus to symbolize the de the resurrection again of the yes. African people. Yes. Beautiful. That, that whole piece is about that. Wonderful. Well, let's hear this communion piece.
so glad that you made a point of programming this piece is you made a, a, a statement that a lot of his work will go unnoticed because it's, first of all, it's such a vast um, archive. Yeah. But people gravitate to the things that, that are more well-known. Yeah, this is yeah. amazing yeah, this would work. Have, this would be a track you would probably not come across uh, so so easily, even though it's a whole record. But uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you'd, if you heard just that one track, maybe you would you know not go to the other one. So it's important to get this whole spectrum. Amazing. And actually, speaking of a whole spectrum, in this sort of segment with three very diverse tunes, uh, here's another one um, and we're going to try to play out as much as possible called The Evocation of the mountains, Evocación das Montañas, which comes from a 1982 record called Anima. Uh, actually, the first record he did on a German label called Areola, very much mm-hmm. famous for pop music. I think even like oh. groups like ABBA and that kind of. Really? Yeah, he had a he had a he had a. Uh, Talk about of, the breadth of Milton. Yep, he was and he was featured there. So this one is actually a classical orchestra piece by the played by the Orquestra Sinfonica Municipal uh, of I think São Paulo. And, uh, it's Did he orchestrate it? No, it's actually a piece by a, a person called Henrique G. Codiciba, who is the composer, and I, 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 I don't have the information of who... who but what, what role did Milton have in this one? Well, he is basically singing, uh, singing. the entire piece, this entire orchestra piece, with wordless vocals, kind of just what happened before. The wordless vocal of, you know, quality of Milton is basically the... I mean, that's the one thing that kind of nobody else could do like him and did. So he used his... His instrument. Wo- yeah. voice just as an instrument mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Uh, and, uh, and this is, of course, the, the incredible outlet for that. And um, this particular record has all kinds of music, which is very pop-ish sounding. But this one piece is a, a fully classical uh, you know, piece. And the interesting thing, just to say maybe, is that you know, there's, of course, the great heritage uh, coming f- way back from uh, Villa Lobos uh, that was carried through many arrangers that we already listened to in, mm-hmm. in, in music of, of Villa his. Villa Lobos, the famous Brazilian composer, yes. classical composer. and then the great arrangers like Deodato mm-hmm. or later mm-hmm. on Klaus Ogerman on a lot of Rubim mm-hmm. records. So symphonic music merged with pop music or folk music is uh, has always been part of the, the Brazilian musical experience. So to well, speak. let's hear how Milton's insertion of his voice uh, again, goes in places that are. It will almost be like an, like a, you know, a, an orchestra, a, a, an orchestra, a, 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 a concerto for wordless vocal in orchestra. Wonderful. Let's hear it.
We're listening to the music of Milton Nascimento in, in his voice and the way he's shaping culture and the breadth of his work touching the nations. This is Dream Farm Radio. I'm here with my special guest, Bertram Lehman, and we're going to take a short break and be right back. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and we're exploring the breadth, the international footprint of the music of Milton Nascimento with my special guest, Bertram Lehman, who is a Milton specialist at Berklee College of Music and oh so much more. And we're kind of rounding up our exploration with a few more Milton pieces. And I wanted to hearken back to something you made me aware of, Bertram, which was the um, influence of the tribal music on Milton's sound. And so if we could just for a second hear a little bit of this field recording of this uh, slave song. Yeah, works, we'll, a work song. A work song. And we'll be able to, to reference the sound of Milton's voice out of this. So let's hear a bit of this. You can probably already pick up some of the falsetto sounds that we hear in the, the Milton vocalese, and we will hear in this next piece. I just thought that was interesting. We talked about the influences on his music in our previous show about him, and that high-pitched uh, slave work song is kind of haunting and reminds me of what we're going to hear in this next piece. Yeah, which is <laughs> very interestingly uh, completely different. It comes from the Beatles' the 1967 recording Magical Mystery Tour. It's called Hello, Goodbye. And uh, this is, uh, he, uh, Milton recorded this in 1994, then on a record called Angelus, which is one of those best of uh, records I mentioned in the last show. Uh, beautiful arrangement uh, of this record uh, in general by Jill Goldstein, great arranger. We'll hear something by him later also. Um, and this record, um, Angelus, um, I'll talk about a little bit later, but this is sort of like, it connects many, many different aspects of his career uh, Milton's da- career? Yeah, dating, you know, 1967, dating back right to the start of his first uh, notoriety on the on the Brazilian uh, festival, song festival mm-hmm. scene uh, where uh, Travesia was launched. So it's interesting how the emergence of the Beatles 
uh, in many ways, uh, and the impact that the Beatles parallels had, his parallels life. Parallels his life. Interesting. And, you know, and the Beatles what has to be stated really the, the, the impact of the Beatles all over Latin America, including the Caribbean, including Cuba, cannot be understated. Really, I never yes, thought of it. Yes, it's unbelievable. It has really uh, uh, influenced uh, their, their sense of harmony and the songwriting, the singing styles. You can see those echoed in in all different kinds of bands, even like fusing it with what we could call in Cuban uh, in Cuban music, for instance, salsa. The, the styles from the 60s and 70s were very much influenced by those musicians being aware of, of, of the Beatles music. So it's a, the Beatles had an incredible impact uh, all over Latin America. Wow, so Milton touches the world and the Beatles touch Milton. Absolutely. Let's hear his version of Hello, Goodbye. I say I don't 
Wow. Transcendental. Mm-hmm. Um, equally transcendental, just going actually back a few years uh, in time now, uh, another, uh, a, a, also a wordless uh, vocal song uh, I wanted to uh, introduce is called Vidro e Cocci. This is uh, from his record Encontros e Gespedidas from 1985. And, um, and this actually features a cooperation with Pat Metheny, who, um, as we stated before, you know, was one of uh, uh, the people in the jazz world that really picked up on Milton's aesthetic. One of my favorite jazz guitarists of yes, all of, times. Yes, of all times. And it, it, it should be said that, uh, Pat Metheny once said, who actually Pat lived in Brazil between 86 and 1990, and he called Brazil, quote, the last place in the world where the pop music was really deeply involved in harmony. Uh, Brazilian pop music is one of the great vestiges of choral activity in the world. And, uh, you know, Pat, since his uh, earliest uh, uh, releases like Brightside Live with his group, uh, you can hear in tunes like San Lorenzo or Water, a phase dance or on his Watercolors record, a lot of uh, not so much overtly, but strong influences with Brazilian music and especially the kind of approach that uh, that, that Milton has uh, nurtured. And um, we can hear that in the style by uh, what we call ECM Jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe some of the listeners are f- familiar with that record company. Mm-hmm. Um, that the aesthetic of Milton and Brazilian music of that era um, has really influenced that particular strain of jazz. So we're going to hear Milton again doing vocalese and then Pat Metheny doing a wonderful guitar yeah, and solo. This is just a little excerpt to show. From this. the name of the song again? Yeah. Vidro e Cocci. Cocci. Let's hear it. Yeah. 
hat is like always recognizable to me as is Milton. Yes. Their voice, both their voices. You know, you can really see how Pat matches the soaring quality of, of, of Milton's really on, on his guitar, but also this sort of lyricism and the melancholy, you could say, that comes from that, you know, song, The Caring of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pat really that sort of... Uh, and, 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 the and cry of that voice that we yes. heard the field recording. It's interesting wow. when, you com- when, you know, by, by accident, you hear those... Mm-hmm. analogies you know mm-hmm. um, but here's one, one, one final thing on, the, on, on Pat's infatuation with this era of music Lyle Mace his longtime piano player in an interview once uh, said that he said it was an, an amazing and unpredictable combination of cultural influence of the western classical harmonic sense and the African rhythmic sense done in a completely different way from jazz and he talks about the Kluber Daiskina records. They have things in common with both the Beatles and Miles Davis, a combination of hipness, accessibility, and exoticness. And who is this again that he's describing? Uh, uh, in this case, Milton's music. Milton's music. And, and, but that's why Pat Metheny, you know, whose was own drawn music, to it. has all these elements as well. Uh, uh, it was, was drawn so much uh, to that, not, you know, not, not to the, let's say, the So rhythm- many parallel lines at this season. Yes, it's, it's really... The uh, Beatles, Milton's, you know, then over here you were mentioning you have the movement that that uh, propelled Joni Mitchell forward. You know all these exploratory types right. of music o- outside the, the mm-hmm. mainstream box thinking mm-hmm. in many ways, but always you know very accessible. That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. not melodic. The melodies. It's not. It's, not, it's so not complicated music in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. it, it always touches the the, the heart, even yeah. whether you speak or understand Portuguese or not. Was well, uh, cue up our last piece to uh, to explore yeah, Melton's. The music. last piece is one of my. You know, this is again from this record called Angelos from 1993, recorded then and uh, released a year later. This is probably one of my most favorite tunes, completely unknown. You could say uh, Wagner Chiso, a piano player that he Milton worked with, recorded already in '78. But he really does. Uh, Milton does a great version arranged by Jill Goldstein uh, at this on this Angelos record. And says Oros Atajis means 6 p.m. Basically, six at six in the afternoon, which is the hour that Milton was born on October 26, 1942, uh, and, and, and what is called the Hour of is hence the title of this particular record called Angelus, uh, and Angelus, as we know, is Latin for angel, and um, it's, uh, it's uh, part of a Catholic devotion commemorating the Incarnation, uh, and it's done in the Roman Catholic churches uh, six times a day. So this record is sort of... Um, is it sort of saying Milton's like an angel in a way of Well, music yeah, I mean, and as we, and we heard, yeah he, he, yeah, he does. And it's a reunification, this record, with many of his American jazz player friends like Pat Metheny, Jack DeJunette, and, uh, so and what a great uh, Hancock. And it's a opportunity great... Opportunity to bring the whole picture back together, the yes. breadth of his work. And the serenity of this particular track is, I think, one that's really going to be wonderful to take us out of this Great. program. Well, let's hear Seis Horas da Tarde.
Well, Bertram, we've come to the end of our exploration of Milton Nascimento and the breadth of his music. Thank you so much for being our tour guide. Wow. It has been my distinct pleasure. Well, I know you're going to come back and, and share some more insights and open some more Pandora's so boxes it of is a, Brazilian music. It is a hello and goodbye, or goodbye and hello of sorts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Bertram Lehman, professor of music, musicologist, ethnicologist, Brazilian ecologist, percussion ecologist, anthropologist. <laughs> Great guy, friend from Berkeley College of Music, and thank you so much for being with us. I'm Julie, and we will see you next time. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dream